Okay, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the what I'm calling at the moment the six o'clock show because I haven't come up with a better title for it than that. And uh, we're not quite ready to go live on YouTube yet. I'm gonna make an attempt at live streaming what I'm doing on the on the live radio podcast show onto YouTube and I don't know how well it'll work but we'll give it a try uh, so let me just set that up I'm using StreamYard and I haven't used it for a while so if all goes according to plan we should go live in a few minutes I'm gonna set, I've set it all up and I was going to look at some property in Washington which is listed on on the market.com and it's very cheap property uh washington is quite a rough area um, i used to work there i used to work in in a place called concord which is a very uh, strange place I worked in a call centre on Concord High Street for a couple of months, three months. And we used to go out to the the bar, the local bars on on Concord Main Street. I can't remember what you call it, but uh, there was a couple of there was last orders in the tavern, I think. The two that I was in, and there's a Weatherspoons on there as well, if they still exist. We're talking about 10 years ago at least now, so it's a while ago. But uh, there's this property listed anyway, which is in a, a rough area of, of Washington on a, a big council estate, so large council tenant blocks effectively but the the flats are quite reasonably priced so as an investment for somebody if they were going to rent well then these would probably work reasonably well I don't have the money to invest in in flats or houses at the moment but uh, if I did then uh, looking at Collingwood Court or Wellington Walk or Kenilworth Court, a couple that are under 20,000, one that's a three-bedroom that's 20,000. So this is, this is flat, at least it's already been running for about 25 years. So there's probably 100 years left on them if they were a 125-year lease or 75 years maybe if it was a 100-year lease. I don't know exactly what the lease terms are, but uh, there won't be very much service charge, I wouldn't have thought, on these flats. So if I had the money, then that's where I would put it, I think, because uh, where I live at the moment is a one-bedroom, a small one-bedroom apartment. It's in a good part of town, but it's small. So I'd be looking potentially to to maybe buy buy one of these and use it as extra space 
even though I probably wouldn't be living there, it would give me an extra an extra set of storage space and a place to live in in Washington if I decided I wanted to live there. The other place that I look at sometimes is Hartlepool, which has also got some reasonably priced accommodation in it. So let's have a look at Hartlepool. I do this about once a month. I just have a look to see. These are all auctions. See what's available for under 30,000 in Hartlepool. So we've got we've got a couple of studios. Well, it says one bedroom flat, but they're actually studios, I think. Uh, one for 17,000, the other for 20,000. So a one bedroom there for 30, offers in excess of 30,000. That'll go for a lot more. The studios probably won't go for a lot a lot more because they don't look like they're particularly large. Uh, the other one that's listed here is a shared ownership, so that's probably a 25% share for 25,000. And it'll go up to two bedroom though. And this one in Cornwall Street is twenty nine and a half thousand. I don't know where Cornwall Street is in Hartlepool. The reason I was looking at these, these two studios on the left, was I'm looking if I'm going to buy somewhere at any point. If I'm
and there's probably Here we go. It's just slow. Welcome to the the six o'clock show is what I'm calling this this particular podcast at the moment, just because I don't have any other title for it as yet. So it'll become it'll become something as we go along. I don't have a topic and I don't have a, t- a title for it, but uh, I just want to make it reasonably regular, and then I'll work it out as we go along. So you're welcome to call in. If you're on Podbean, uh, just call in and have the conversation. There's no no stress. I'm only, I'm going to be here for about thirty minutes, I think, and then I'll close it down. I'm going to take a look at the BBC headlines just for something to to read so I haven't done this yet today so so UK news let's see what's going on I lose track because I don't normally keep up with the news that much usually I, I know more about American news than I do British It's taking a little bit of time to load, but we'll get there. There we go. Right, so the headline on here, COVID jab could be required for England's care staff. Uh, That's the only one that grabs my attention, really. Tories reject Labour plan for MP-led lobbying probe. There's been some uh, scandal going on with David Cameron recently. He's been trying to get favours for for his friends, talking to cabinet ministers and civil servants when he shouldn't really have been doing it in that way. Should have been going through official channels. But uh, let's quickly have a look at this COVID jab headline. All right, care home staff in England could be mandated to receive a coronavirus vaccine in new plans of consultation by the government. Ministers are seeking views on the proposal which would see the introduced this summer. Health Secretary Matt Hancock said requiring a job was something many care homes have called for and would make care home residents safer. 
9% of older adult care home staff have had a job. Across England, on average, 94% of those aged 50 and over in the general general population have been vaccinated. Right, so I'm one of the six percent, and I'm not going to be, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm more care home jobs, nearly half of care homes with older adult residents, home to 150,000 vulnerable people, do not meet recommended vaccination thresholds. Government scientific advisors have estimated that 80% of staff and 90% of residents need to be vaccinated to provide a minimum level of protection against COVID-19 outbreaks. Right, uh, that's quite a 73% by the University University College London. I think I heard a, a story that was 73% was, was herd immunity because we were reaching it on Monday, gone, if I remember rightly, just as the bars were about to open. So 80% and 90% is is a high figure. Uh, currently, the staff vaccination rate is below 80% in 89 out of 150 local authority areas, including all London boroughs. In 27 local authority areas, less than 70% of staff have had a jab. So if they're forcing their staff to have a vaccination, that's against the Nuremberg Code, I think. You're not, you're not allowed to do that. It's coercion. It's intimidation. So somebody's going to take them to court. One of the unions is going to take them to court for that. I would imagine if the if the care homes unionised, and uh, staff can refuse they can refuse to have the job, but they would lose their job. So that's unfair dismissal right there. If if the herd immunity rate of seventy three percent is accurate, there only needs to be seventy three percent of staff with the job to have herd immunity. And the the residents are going to be ha- at a higher rate than that anyway, because they don't, they're, they're older and they're, they've got dementia or Alzheimer's or they don't think quite as well and they can't stand up for themselves as well. And they're being pushed into having a job, I would think, without being given the full facts. So I'm not... I'm not happy about that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work in a care home anyway. But uh, if I was already working there, then this this is an infringement of my human rights, basically. So the 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 unions that deal with care workers need to get on this straight away. If they haven't already had a look at it and come to some kind of conclusion about legal challenges to it, they need to do it. Because people have a right to their own body bodily integrity, you've got a you've got a right to say what can and cannot go into your body. And nobody has a right to force you into any of it. So I'm sure it's against the Nuremberg Code, but I don't know whether the Nuremberg Code is a legal document or not. It might just be advisory at this point.
those things seem to just be advisory and not actually apply to the real world. So welcome to the six o'clock show. If you've just arrived, I got the original Josh, Joshy Q Jocks. Cox, Joshy Q Cox. Can't really see it. There we go. He's here, or was here. It's just me at the moment. Not that I'm too worried about that. I'll just carry on with this. So announcing the five-week consultation, Mr. Hancock said, older people living in care homes are most at risk of suffering serious consequences of COVID-19. He added, making vaccines a condition of deployment is something many care homes have called for to help them provide greater protection for staff and residents in older people's care homes and so save lives. The vaccine is already preventing deaths and is our route out of this pandemic. We have a duty of care to those most vulnerable to COVID-19, so it is right we consider all options to keep people safe. Well, yeah, consider the option. No problem with that. But you can't force people. You can't mandate vaccination for for healthcare workers or social workers or care home workers or anybody else because it's against the rules. It's against the Nuremberg Code and they're experimental, so it counts as a medical experiment. You're not allowed to, to coerce people into medical experiments. Simple as that. So somebody needs to challenge you. I don't know. I don't have, have the access to funds to challenge it, but one of the one of the care workers' unions, maybe uh, whoever it is, I don't know who, who deals with healthcare workers at the moment because they keep amalgamating the unions. Probably Unison. It would most likely be Unison. Um, that covers care workers. But uh, somebody needs to have a word. Uh, so this article goes on. Those working in care are divided over the best way to increase the take-up of COVID vaccine among staff. Residential and nursing homes looking after older people have been particularly hard hit by the virus with a high number of deaths. That's why so much is riding on staff having vaccinations which will protect them and the people they work with. So here's the thing. If the care home residents are being vaccinated, that that should be providing them with protection. If if what we're being told is accurate, that should be providing them with, with 80 or 90% protection. If If what we're being told is accurate. So that leaves a 10% chance of being infected by either one of the residents or a member of staff or a visitor. And if 70% of care home staff have already been vaccinated, then that 70% have got a 10% chance of being infected. And the 30% that haven't been vaccinated have got a reduced level of, of potential for being infected anyway because of all the other people around them 
that have been vaccinated. It's called herd immunity. So we're already at the herd immunity level. So I don't see how you can mandate care home staff to have the vaccine if, if we're already at herd immunity level, according to UCL in the data that they published last week. So it doesn't make any sense to me why the, the thought process doesn't make any sense. Then I know they're making different assumptions to the ones that I make, but even with different assumptions, the thought process doesn't make sense. It's not logical. To me, it's not logical that you need to do this. It's just based on fear. So it's all fear and anxiety based. So if government policy is based on fear, then what chance do we have? Right, I think I've, I think probably my streams dropped because it looks like StreamYard dropped. So, but never mind, we've got a podcast out of it. I think that's probably enough anyway for the time being. So I shall say goodbye. I may be back later on today, possibly tomorrow. I've got an issue with my payments for Podbean, so I might have reduced access to everything until I make another payment. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll reschedule anything that needs to be rescheduled if I can't actually do it. Uh, I'll find that out tomorrow, whether I can or I can't. All right, so I'll see you later.